so, Nick, since the last time we spoke, you bought a new purchase, huh? Uh, yeah, I got a keyboard. Yeah. Uh, new mechanical keyboard. It hasn't come in yet, actually. But I don't know what made me want to get one. Originally, I had I saw the this Bluetooth keyboard that resembles a typewriter on a was it Indiegogo? And this is a mechanical switch keyboard. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it after looking at the reviews, the spacing of it was pretty cramped, and the alignment was really weird. It's not like a standard layout for a keyboard, and that would have been really annoying to have to type on, which is the whole point of the keyboard. So I canceled that, and then I found uh, WASD V2 keyboard, and I really like that one because you can customize pretty much everything you want down to the switches. So does it have Apple switches? or? Yeah, you can change the layout for whatever operating system you have. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I'm, I, I love mechanical keyboards. I love the sound that they make. I think back in the day... You know, the Apple keyboards had a really good sound. And I know some bloggers mm-hmm. like John Gruber who does Daring Fireball, he still uses an old Apple extended keyboard from the 90s. Yeah. And I guess as long as there are PS2 to USB adapters. They come with, they came with the one I ordered. So, yeah. You also purchased some headphones. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got the AirPods after you guys convinced me. Yeah, so what do you think so far? It's pretty cool. I've had issues with phone calls with on them. Like, it, it kind of drops connection some for some reason. Really? Yeah, but other than that, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I haven't had that issue. I've been using it exclusively for all my calls at work. And um, I really love the phone calls probably more than anything else. Yeah. Um, I just find it very freeing from the other headsets that yeah we use. I you don't really realize the feeling that it is to have two independent Bluetooth earpieces in at the same time. I mean, there's obviously other ones, but these pairing so easily and quickly with your iPhone is pretty cool. Yeah, I also think that it's super great that for phone calls you can use one earphone and then if you hear a beep or something i heard that was actually if you did have issues with connections just to use one for phone calls and then you don't have that issue yeah yeah i think the biggest issue that i run into them is just um poor cell phone service in our building oh yeah 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 they're cool they sound they don't sound that that bad they seem sound better than the wired ones i think yeah i definitely agree um so I've also been trying out iOS 11 a little bit on my iPad, and it's really great. You can change the tap function on both sides of them. So you can have, for instance, one be Siri, and then the other side be Play Pause. So right now on mine, I have the right AirPod is Siri, and then the left is Play Pause. Mm-hmm. And it's some kind. it's sometimes convenient to have, you know, have another button because the interface of the AirPods is super minimal. Yeah, there's only one input function. Yeah, so I, I see that you got a case yeah. for yours. How do you feel about that? It's 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 fits pretty snugly. Um, it's not too hard to get off either, which is kind of nice. But I, I'd rather not have a case just because it, it does add a little bit more thickness to it. 
and it's easier to open it up without a case on. How but, does it how does it slide in and out of your pocket? Oh, it, it's fine. It's just silicone. So after a little bit more use, it's not as sticky, you know. Yeah, I think we were talking on Slack about how they can how they can possibly become a little discolored like the casing. Yeah, if you have it in your pocket or something. That's the main reason why I got one. Yeah, I have noticed a little bit of crumminess, but it seems to wipe off fairly easy. Okay. Yeah, I just if they were pretty cheap. They were like nine bucks on Amazon, so just grabbed one. Yeah, so where were you actually able to pick up the AirPods from? Uh you sent me a you found a link for AT&T, I think. Oh, cool. Um, Verizon was out and everywhere else was out. It was six weeks delayed or something like that. But yeah, AT&T still had a few that ordered. Yeah, when I was doing the show notes for the last episode, I saw that they were back in stock at Verizon. So it seems like if you're looking for AirPods, um, try the carrier sites. It seems like they mm-hmm. typically have had them. Uh, so yeah, I, I kind of briefly touched on using iOS 11 and, uh, so I'm, I'm on the public beta path. Just on your iPad, not your, have you done it on your phone? No, I haven't done the, I haven't done the phone yet. Um, I just feel like it doesn't, iOS 11 honestly doesn't bring enough new features to the iPhone that for me at this point, it would be worth the constant beta updates. Um, I have noticed a few issues. I have the uh, the iPad Pro, the 9.7, and I use the Logitech Create keyboard with it. And how the software updates work for the keyboard is they come from the device when it's plugged in. And it just seems that I'm constantly getting that pop-up that says, hey, would you like to update your keyboard? But then it never works. <laughs> Beyond that, I really have enjoyed using it, and I haven't experienced that many crashes. I have. There's a little bit of weirdness when you go into the multitasking mode. Oh, Sometimes really? the icons get a little like stuck, or they get a little like jumpy. You use grayscale? No, no. I just triple tapped it, and and that's what happened. Okay. But it did bring back the swipe to close, that's which cool. is good. Overall, I'm. I, I'm really impressed, but I think it I it's really just a matter of waiting for the developers to be able to put their updates in the app right. store. Because, you know, if you're compiling versus iOS eleven in the summer, you can't release that on the app store until the fall. So Yeah. There's obviously no third party developer support, but I think the bones are there to make this a super worthwhile upgrade. And I'm really interested to hear your thoughts after you're able to get it on a everyday device. Yeah. Uh, once, once there's a more stable public beta, I'll probably grab it. That's what I did with iOS 10. I, I, I just waited till battery life wasn't a concern because. Yeah. Battery life hasn't been an issue for me. Um, I think that probably by beta three or four, which three should probably be out in the next, well, probably when this it's in developer beta three right now so it should be soon yeah so i think the way it works is beta three syncs up with the public beta Mm two so when developer beta four comes out i think public beta three i think it's probably fine by then but i will be the the guinea pig to let you know (laughs) if it gets worse yeah i'm sure it'll be fine (laughs) 
so there has been a lot of phone news lately and it's it's almost like kind of back in the day it seems like phones have become table stakes but it seems like recently there's just all kinds of new phone news and that's mm -hmm. on the ios side and and on the android side i feel like there wasn't as many huge updates year to year as there has been in the past few years yeah i think 10 years out smart or 10 years out from the iphone i feel like smartphones are almost feature complete i feel like there's not much um they can really add but i think there's there's a war against bezels on devices right now <laughs> yeah and with the iphone 8 or whatever it will be called in the fall it seems like they're really pushing for a full screen mm -hmm. on the front and you know, I think that has a lot of ramifications, and I think that means that a lot of things will go away, and there's rumors about the home button going away or being moved. To, the, like, the side of the device? Yeah, so supposedly the the power switch is supposed to be slightly longer, and they're thinking maybe with the larger surface area that they'll be able to get enough data for the unlock. That would be interesting. I'd have to try that before I bought it. Yeah. Have you ever used a phone with the fingerprint reader on the back? Yeah, I've played with the LG G4, I think. So what did you think about that? It made sense for some situations, but not for every situation you pick up your phone. It would just be easier just to have it on the front. I don't know. I don't think I would like that on the back at all. Yeah, I think it would be interesting if they maybe built it into the Apple logo. That would be cool. I think I'd st I still like having it. Maybe I'm just used to it being on the front. Yeah, I, I think I have so much muscle memory built up since the 5S that I think it would be yeah. really weird to It'd not have tough. it there. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I could, I could get used to it, I guess. Yeah, and I think we've seen a lot of face unlock things in the past. I know that mm -hmm. on I, Windows 10, I think you can unlock it, and mm -hmm. I think on Samsung devices, they have a a, a face unlock and a and a red. My uh, I had a Nexus Seven tablet, the original one when it came out, uh -huh. and it had uh, it has that on there. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I think in current versions of Android, they have a face unlock, but it can still be fold. So for like Android Pay, I don't think that you can use the face unlock as an authentication method. Yeah. Well, they also have iris scanners now, which is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm looking at some renders on a post on 9to5Mac, and it looks like there's a couple cameras on the front, maybe three or four cameras. So I think on this iPhone 8, I think Apple may have been waiting to do some feature like this. And the way they look at it long term is Touch ID may have been considered kind of a hack in their mind because they want the phone to just be able to see you. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of rumors going around that there will be a new unlock method called Face ID. So you just look at your phone and you never really have to enter passwords or any security information. Yeah. Or would a pop-up come up and say somehow bring up a, I don't know. Well, I think, do you know how when you lift up your iPhone, the screen comes on now? Mm -hmm. I think that in combination with that feature that like raise to lift feature, it will also turn on the the cameras to look for you. Yeah. But the trick there is that 
you got to get the 3D sensing right, you know, because you don't want it to be able to unlock with a picture. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. And and also the other thing is uh the rumor is that you can be off axis from the phone too, so you don't have to be looking directly at the front because if they took away touch ID and you just had to hold your phone up every mm-hmm. time that would suck. Yeah, I'm assuming it's using some form of augmented reality that they're going to be pushing for like yeah. with even in snapchat you can it can scan your face you know yeah totally more I think, primitive than a face unlock but still yeah totally i think that the um in combination with ar kit they'll probably use some of that technology and maybe that's where they first developed it for mm-hmm. and then they're like oh well we could tie that with the secure enclave and do authentication but then we could also we built these this toolkit already that we can push it out and let developers use it for their apps as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about it. It'd be cool though. It'd be make my life a split second faster, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But what do you think about the weird cutout at the top of the screen? I, I don't, I don't think that, I don't know. I feel like that's valuable real estate. Maybe they just couldn't figure out how to put that under the screen. I mean, I think it just cuts off because it, it still is higher up than it would be otherwise, you know, because it's just a straight line. It yeah. looks like the bezel stops right below the earpiece instead of a quarter or half an inch below it now. Yeah, so me and Nick both use plus model phones. And um, I, I don't know about you, but if they could put the same size screen in the regular iPhone 7 size body, I would totally go back. I would absolutely like a smaller body. Yeah. Put a bigger screen. Yeah, the plus phone is plus in everywhere. It's plus in the thickness and... It's plus in the pocket space you give up. There's just yeah. a lot of a lot of negatives. But at the same time, I don't think I would go back because I really do like the screen size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm interested to see what the battery life would be like on that third new iPhone. Yeah, there's also rumors that the new models of the iPhone will be over a thousand dollars. But I really, I really think there's a lot of hype around this issue. But I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I think that the iPhone Seven Plus the 128 gig model, which I have, I'm pretty sure that was $900 already. And yeah. when you do the installment plans like AT&T Next or Verizon Edge or whatever they're calling it now, I think when you spread that cost out over the term of your agreement with the carrier, I don't even know if people will notice it. And I think if they are going to AMOLED screens or not AMOLED, but OLED or whatever that new technology is, I think that they're wanting to keep their profit margin the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that they'll be able to totally get away with a higher price because nobody will even know. I think it's it's not unreasonable to say it's going to be $1,000, even though it sounds ridiculous. But you know, in the end, you are paying at least $700 for a brand new iPhone. And a lot of people still buy brand new iPhones. It's also most people's primary computer. Yeah, you know, most people the do their business from it's their phone. And I think there's a large market of people that will gladly pay to get more features or be able to do things quicker on yeah. their phone. I mean, you have your phone everywhere. I have it when I go to bed. You go into the bathroom, you have your phone. <laughs> yeah. The first thing that I, I do every morning is I listen to the daily from the New York Times mm-hmm. and try to catch up on the whatever craziness happened the night before. Yeah. So yeah, I, I little I, window into the world. 
Yeah. So you want to talk about the Pixel? Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on with Android World? It looks like there's going to be a new Pixel this fall. There were specifically some leaks that came out last week about the Pixel XL, which is kind of the the larger body of the Pixels. Yeah. I always liked how the Pixel looked. I think it's a nice looking phone. The two-tone is kind of different. Yeah, you know, if I were going to have an Android phone, I would definitely get the Pixel. My boss has one. I think he's really impressed with the with the camera in it. Really? Yeah, Google's always touting the quality of the Pixel camera. I I can't really say. I think that it's probably about the same as the iPhone 7 or the Galaxy yeah. S8. There's one interesting thing. It looks like in these leaks that the Pixel XL, at least only has one camera. So it looks like Google may be kind of doubling down on the on the single camera system. Is this, is there a way to recreate on an Android phone with the depth effect that you get from the 7 Plus? Yeah, yeah, the portrait mode? Yeah. Pretty sure I've I've someone told me that you can. Yeah, I don't know. I've not seen it. Yeah, I know you can do it, but I think you really do need the data from two different lenses with two different focal lengths and apertures mm-hmm. because essentially what what the iphone's doing is it's taking one wide angle shot and one telephoto shot mm-hmm. and then it's stitching those together um i i don't know if you could do something like that in software but i think if you had a camera with the right you know with a super low aperture you could get that bokeh effect i mean obviously mm-hmm. it happened it's naturally occurring yeah. and what the iphone does is synthetic so maybe maybe google's focus is going with a bigger sensor and a, with a lower aperture and i guess we'll just have to see yeah what's interesting about android phones is they're getting skinnier or taller i guess yeah yeah or i think both. i think in this in the same vein as the sa this new pixel xl is is going to have like a two by one aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to use the S8. What do you think about that? It was interesting. I don't really see the the benefit of it other than to make the screen look bigger. Yeah. Was video, were there a lot of black bars when you were watching video or were there black bars on the edges or did you notice anything like that? I didn't, I don't think I even watched the video on it. I think with these new, um, screen resolutions they're going with a 21 by 21 by 1 or 21 by 10 i'm not sure what the aspect ratio is but it's not 16 by 9 so you know your video maybe you can stretch it to fill the whole screen but i just don't think that most videos being shot to take advantage of that aspect ratio that's yeah not really sure why they're they're trying to do that yeah i I know that the current Pixel is not waterproof, and I feel like with almost every other flagship phone, the S8 and the iPhone, you have waterproofing, and I think that's... At least a little bit, you know. I definitely think that that's something important, and I think that it's something that should be included. Yeah, it's getting to the point where it's like not having airbags. Yeah. Because so many people have lost phones to moisture. Yeah. Because it doesn't have to even be dunked underwater if it's you just don't want to get any kind of moisture in there. Yeah. So do bezels bother you? It seems like everybody is trying to 
uh, eliminate as much bezel from the phones as possible. Is that something that you notice on a daily basis? Yeah, kind of. I mean, at least the top bezels, it seems like there's a quarter of an inch that doesn't need to be there. But I don't think I would benefit from having more screen. That's just more screen for my fingers to cover. Again, I have the, the bigger iPhone, so maybe I'm just used to the big screen already. Yeah. But I think it'll be a novelty, at least. Yeah. I have to use it first for a while. Yeah, I think there are definitely some benefits to removing as much bezel as possible. But I think ultimately it's just an aesthetic thing. Yeah, it does look really nice. Yeah, but also if it takes away functionality or obfuscates it, or if it's replaced with mm-hmm. something like like a face unlock that is not as reliable. Um, yeah. Ideally, they could put it underneath the screen. You could have a virtual home button, which that could come in, in handy in different situations. You could customize that. Yeah, and you know, that's the... Uh, that's another one of the rumors is that they have either figured it out or they haven't figured it out for this phone. Um, either way, it's going to be delayed. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, you hear these Apple rumors and they say, oh, well, this is going to be delayed. But un- until Apple comes out on the stage and announces a date, it's not – there's no real delay. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's just kind of this headline-grabbing story that's – that's really great. And also, I mean, the the hype about phone prices and and the the OLED shortages. Um people seem to think that the iPhone could be delayed by the screen technology, but Samsung is making those displays and they're already putting them in the S8. So it's like Well, I think it's not just the screen, it's the I touch ID technology underneath the screen. Yeah, so it's the software too. So I don't know if that's, you never know what rumors are true or not because it could leak by Apple themselves. You never know. Yeah, that could be true. So I think the craziest phone is like, there's been so much phone news lately, but I think the craziest phone news that's came out this year is from red and this hydrogen phone and you want to talk about an expensive phone the aluminum version is starting out at twelve hundred dollars and they're making a titanium version that's fifteen hundred dollars and on top of that they're throwing around these crazy words like holographic display and also including all these various uh camera modules so this thing's like a modular phone which you know that's what red does. Red kind of sells you yeah. a, a body and then you kind of turn it into whatever you need. Yeah. Um, but why does it have to also be a phone? I, I don't understand that because who, who's not going to have a phone and say, this is, I'm going to also use this as a phone. Yeah. And who's the market for this thing? Uh, for It has to be for professional videographers, I guess. Is it, is it weatherproof as well? Is it... I doubt it. I doubt that they were able to figure that out too on their first go. Because if it was, that would be more in market with a high-end GoPro-like device, which would be awesome because it's small enough. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'd like to see what it can do. <laughs> yeah. And also this holographic display. I mean, what do they mean? Do they mean it's 
It's like a 3DS screen because those things are garbage. Uh, I don't know. It it could be cool if it's like legitimate holographic images, but I don't know if it can do that. (laughs) Yeah. And also, I mean, so many, so many smaller companies, they try to come into the smartphone market and they try to make a dent and they try to find a market. And I want to believe that Red has enough people out there that really care about either integrating with their existing Red equipment or believe in the quality of their cameras enough that this could be useful. And the only thing that makes me think it could possibly work is the niche nature of their existing product line professional instagram poster look at this yeah i don't know yeah i don't know because if you look at the if you look at any of the of the marketing material that they put out some of the some of the modules they showed makes the phone like three inches thick i wish it was just the camera like just the digital camera you know more but like a i'm trying to think of a more basic digital camera that's just point and shoot mm-hmm. style that would be that i think i i could get behind that a little bit more yeah like if maybe they made like a like a full frame or micro four thirds version of a red camera or something like that yeah but in the shape of a phone or that size you know yeah it would be really cool if they made like a a $2000 micro four third body that you could use some of those lenses yeah. for. It'd be cool to kind of see it in action, but I don't know. It's really expensive. <laughs> yeah, I think that we have a long way to go before this thing sees the lights of, of day. And, uh, you know, if anybody will ultimately adopt this thing, is this something that you would ever be interested in? No. 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 I mean, the aluminum starts at $1,200, which is only apparently $200 more than the iPhone. I'm assuming it's on Android. It is. Yeah. So it's an Android phone. So, I mean... The titanium version is $1,600. Yeah. And with the custom (laughs) things that they want to do with the software, I mean, will it be up to date over time or who knows? Might never see the light of day. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But I hope it does, just to see what it can do. Yeah. Yeah. I like new things. And I feel like if this improves somebody's workflow or is useful mm-hmm. to them, I think that they definitely have the top end of the market or already. I wonder if it's marketed towards people who can't afford both a $1,000 phone and $2,000 camera so they combine both of them. I don't know. That'd be like the, that's like the market they're like going towards, it looks like, which is a really bizarre and unique one. Yeah, I think that that's, that's what they want to go for, but it seems like a very narrow range of users. Yeah. Uh, But the one thing that I, that I do think is interesting about it is the modularity. Google pushed for a long time when they bought Motorola. Um, they talked about doing Project Aura, which was supposed to be... Oh, yeah. I, I remember when they that started. Mm-hmm. I followed it a little bit. 
Yeah, this phone, it has pogo pins on the back. So I almost wish that that there would be some kind of universal standard for all phones mm-hmm. for third-party accessories. Like if you want to add a new specialized camera or more speakers or I, I, I don't know. I mean, there could be other things that I'm not even thinking of. There just needs to be some kind of standard because it would like, be really kind cool. of like Thunderbolt three and USB C. You can use the same ports on the new iMacs. Yeah, and then Andy Rubin, the guy that created Android originally, he has a company called Essential, and I don't oh, know yeah. if you've seen any. I of saw that Essential phone phones. that he uh, was designing for. Um, was it coming out, coming out next year? Uh, no, he said it would come out. He was at the at the. Uh, at the Recode conference, and he thought that it would come out a month after that. Well, it's been like six weeks, and there's been no announcements or anything, so it's looking more and more like vaporware. Mm-hmm. But that has pogo pins on it, and when he was describing it, he called the technology that they were using. It's just like essentially magnets, but he said it was using wireless USB, and I don't know what that is but when i think usb you know you think universal open standard so if that's something that's adopted throughout the phone industry i think it i think it would be cool i think it would lead to lots of cool accessories